they move Thanksgiving? Come on. I mean, I mean, it's one thing if you have weather where people can't get here, you know, but no, today was a perfect day for football. I got to be honest, I thought it was a great football day. You know, I was really concerned that it wasn't it was going to, like, affect, but I think it's been a perfect day all day long, so um, I'm happy we played Thanksgiving Day. Um, I think everybody should play on Thanksgiving. It's a great day, you know. We won't even have that out today. <laughs> Pick up the energy. Pick up the enthusiasm. It's Thanksgiving football. There's nothing better than this in the state of Connecticut. Hello, all, and welcome back to the Game Time High School Football Podcast. I'm Pete Paguaga. And I'm Sean Patrick Bowley. And welcome to a special edition of the podcast. We figured with Thanksgiving over, quarterfinal matchup set, we'd jump into the booth during the weekend and uh, bring you some more high school football coverage. Now, right off the bat, you heard the intros. That was Co- that was Ansonia coach Tom Brockett, Ansonia running back. Shaquem Harmon. Uh, Lyman Hall head coach uh, Bill Wyrock and Sheen quarterback West Jersey talking about Thanksgiving football. Now, if you're a friend of the program or just a fan of high school football in Connecticut, you know the last couple of days have been just wildly up for debate with scorching hot takes from all corners of the state, from all members of the media everywhere. Everybody has an opinion, and it's rightfully so because what ha- what transpired this week in terms of the scheduling and the weather, it was pure chaos. Oh my goodness, it was it was a disaster area, <laughs> a complete and utter disaster area. Especially and it, coming it, off the uh, fall championships that got moved around too. Oh yeah, yeah. For for guys in, in our position, uh, to to wake up on Tuesday morning and then see North Haven postpone their game because of quote unquote extreme weather forecasts that were about to come down, and then everyone basically following suit. How many games did we get postponed? It was something, I I think I read on Twitter, someone uh, counted it up, it was like over 45 games got moved off of Thanksgiving. Which is unprecedented. All got moved to Wednesday night. Everything got out. Some uh, some went to Friday. Right. A a few went to Friday. Uh, Overall, it was just just, (laughs) just utter chaos. chaos. And the hot takes were flying. Scorching, scorching takes this weekend. You know, and I was uh, leading the forefront on, uh, you know, what is... I've never heard of games being postponed en masse like that because of uh, frigid conditions. I, I mean, and I mean, and I'm looking at the, the forecast. It didn't even look that bad to start, and it turned out it was even it, the the weather was even better <laughs> than they even. It wasn't even remotely bad. As as someone who 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 was in uh, who was outside Wednesday night, Thursday, and Friday. Oh, and Tuesday. Right. Um, Tuesday was really cold to the point where I had to, I went to the store Wednesday. I went to Dick's to buy uh, better, you know, um, lining gear for myself and then bought the wrong size shirt. So I was wearing a medium all week. Anyway, um, thank God the pants fit. But Tuesday was freezing. Wednesday night was really cold. I was up at Falcon Field in Meriden. And then Thursday, the sun was out, which played a factor. Lyman Hall, though, if you've ever been to Lyman Hall, it is so windy there in in Wallingford so it was cold but the third and fourth quarter were awesome yeah like if I took my gloves off to tweet on like Wednesday night my I thought I felt the tips of my fingers like start to fade right like I don't think there was a perfect day to play I think each day had its own thing I think the fearful of playing early in the morning because oh obviously it's always colder in the morning 
but it is also colder playing at night. I think what happened was, I think a lot of people, and by people I mean administration, they panicked and they needed to protect themselves. Correct. As opposed to, because, you know, up at Lyman Hall, they had each school, it was actually donated, I believe, from a Wallingford tent company. Uh, they each had three tents um, with heat pumping, pumping through, uh, stationary bikes, for yeah. players to get on to stay warm. Yep. Uh, so all the precautions were taken. Mm -hmm. um, that said, you talk to any coach, any coach that I've spoken to, and I think you as well, they were happy to play on Thanksgiving, yep. and the ones who weren't were kind of mad that they weren't playing on Thanksgiving. Well, uh, one coach uh, at a game that I saw the, on Friday said to me, he said, I walked out of my house on Thursday morning at 8 o'clock, and I just looked around and I started cursing the weather people, cursing them. Like it was, it was, it was, yeah, it was cold to start the morning. It yeah. was about, uh, if I remember what my, my, uh, my temperature gauges said, it was anywhere between 15 and 14, uh, 15 and 19 degrees when I, I got into my car to head to, uh, Aunt Sonia. Um, by the time I got there, it was about 20 something degrees. Uh, there was a little bit of a gust. Uh, which kind of biting, but for the most part, I sat there. I now I put all. I'm a skier, so I put all my ski gear on. I had. A, I went out the night before, just like you. I bought uh, gloves. I bought those those hand thermal warmer. packs, those yep. hand warmer packs, the whole bit. I did not use the hand warmer packs. I did not use my gloves. I even unzipped my jacket toward the end of the game. By the end of the game, it was 35 degrees, yep. 35 degrees, and yep. sunny. Like the sun was perfect. It was a beautiful day. It was nice. I and mean, the wind. Yeah, you want to argue about the wind? The wi the wind, well, wind, wind. Ruins everything. Yeah. I mean, because even at Falcon Field, it got windy on Wednesday, and it was like I would like have to turn around to try and like tweet yeah. out something. And like the worst, <laughs> just a short, short little rant on something else. It was freezing Wednesday night. It was freezing Thursday. Everyone in the world knows this, especially those who are following along on Twitter. So you got to love the people who are tweeting at us. Where's the update? Where's the update? Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm wearing gloves <laughs> and I'm trying to video. Oh, yeah. You know, you take the updates when you get them and be happy, okay? Because I could barely feel my fingers at the end of some of these games. <laughs> uh, having, I, listen, I covered football. I've covered football in this state for 20 years. And, yes, uh, Thanksgiving Day did not even register on the, my top, you know, 100 worst days. Did not even register. We played last, I think it was la last November 10th in, it was, I believe, about... 14 to 10 degrees uh, at kickoff for, for North Haven versus Fairfield Prep. And the wind, there, was a mass, there was a wind chill there, and I think it got down to about zero. And we played that day. We played that day. And I, knew, I, I do remember some games getting pushed around because of, of the cold forecasts. Yeah. But I was at Old Saybrook, or not Old Saybrook. I was at uh, Haddam Killingworth in the middle of you know, Haddam or Higginham. Um, and it was – it was it was freezing. It was yeah. really cold. The kids had the the jet the jet heaters and everything. And that day was a top you know twenty day for me. That day, and we for the most part there were some cancellations or sorry postponements, <laughs> but but for the most part this Thanksgiving day was not even close. And everybody coming at me on Twitter saying how dare I sent out a tweet that morning. I go you are all insane for pushing your games, and I had all these people coming after me. Saying, uh, you know, I'm better than that, or I don't, you know, what, what do you, you know, blah, 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 blah. and I'm telling you, we have played. There's been hundreds of other games. I feel like that were hundred times worse yeah. than this. This was perfect. It was, in my opinion, 
It was a knee-jerk reaction. And unfortunately, we're kind of living in that world now where everybody, it's all, it's an abundance of caution. It's too hot to play. I get the too hot thing. Yes, absolutely. I get the that. The too hot thing. Like, but We have seen a lot of bad things across the country resulting in playing in, in weather that's... My question is, hot. what is too cold? 35 degrees? That's not co too cold. 20 degrees? That's cold, but it's not too cold. It, if it was... If my Yeah, listen, I put a bunch of layers on. I, I It was... <laughs> it's amazing to me. Did everybody just forget... The last, you know, the years and years and years of this, that's what it felt well, like. I'm going to be honest with you, and I I think I maybe saw this take on Twitter at least once. Let's not pretend that, not saying that this was 100% the reason why games were moved. I, I, I do believe they, you know, you know, the kids and, you know, the high school athletes and, you know, making sure that they were, you know, safe. I, I get that. But let's not pretend that gate numbers did not play a factor oh, because yeah. a lot of these schools, whether you want to say it or not, you know, Shelton and Derby every year will get a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Not every rivalry is like that. Not, not as every... much as it used to because the rivalry is kind of big. But I'm yeah. just saying, like, you know, Maloney Platt does really well just because of the rivalry. Right. Same with Lyman Hall and Sheehan. But let's not pretend some of those lesser games in terms of rivalry that those gate numbers don't might make the season for the programs. Right. Yeah. Let's not pretend that that doesn't exist. Yeah. You know, that some of these schools factor. who only get maybe 100 or 200 people at their games on Thanksgiving, they might get 500 people. You know right. what I mean? Right. Or maybe more. So let's not pretend that that did not play a factor in knowing that people weren't going to show up because of the weather. I loved it when it started snowing. I was actually, it flurried a little bit yeah. in, in Meriden. I was like, this Northern cool. Connecticut got a ton of snow. I mean, Northwest Catholic. It was at Bloomfield. It was, they were playing in, in, in a snowstorm. Granby was playing in a snowstorm. I mean, granted, their game was scheduled that night. night anyway. Yeah, they've always played. But the, the games that got moved up, they got moved up into worst weather conditions. It was <laughs> freezing. Um, but even so, it wasn't a, too cold to play. I think too cold to play would be something where you're looking at wind chills in the way, you know, in the negatives. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, if it's going to be five degrees out and there's going to be a wind, I, I think, uh, you know, listen. But the, on Thanksgiving Day when the sun is out, the sun made everything. And, you know, I think Mike DeMauro from uh, the Day of New London on Twitter said, we made history here in uh, – uh, uh, we made history here in, in Connecticut high school football. We have postponed games on account of sunny weather. And he was not wrong. It was unbelievable. So now you want to come in on me for, 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 for calling uh, everyone. In, I called everyone insane for, for moving in. I still, I, I stand by that. But you know, some of the insults that were being tossed around was, you know, was not. Uh, it was the very, like, very, it, very. Everybody very had strong takes. Ugly, about this. ugly yeah. side of Connect of uh, CTHSFB on Twitter. Right, and listen, and I, and part of me is like, all right. You know, I I'm I'm the first one on there to make to make a big stink, and I was making a big stink about moving the games. Yeah, you know, but my argument is, all right, listen, there is a legitimate argument to be made that perhaps we shouldn't be playing on Thanksgiving, or it shouldn't have the season end on Thanksgiving. There's a legitimate argument to make. Yes. I don't necessarily agree with it, um, and I'm I'm more of the of uh, I'm more of the mind that, you know what? Why don't we just not play the not have the playoffs be so long anymore we should just go back to the way it was limit, you know, two maybe limit. go back to the 14 version where it's two two rounds yeah, one week that was so that, that way, was eight 
champions. Though. Right, right. But I'm but maybe go back to six. You know, I, I'm I'm almost of the mind is like to preserve right? Thanksgiving Day is is just. It's, I'm gonna be honest with you, as someone who's only been. I didn't grow up with high school football in, in on, on Thanksgiving. Uh, I'm Long Island. I believe their championships are played this week. If I recall, I was following Newsday this weekend on Twitter. Shout out Seaford, my hometown. They made the semifinals and <laughs> lost. Um, go Vikings. But they end the season like the championships are on Thanksgiving. That's really cool, right? But you, you're that's not a guarantee. You have to earn that. You have to get there. Playing on Thanksgiving in the last I've been here since 2013 so the last five years i've gotten it and and the towns that i've worked in have always had really good rivalries you know closest like not some of these made up ones and this past week getting to go everywhere where i was able to go uh because we cover the state here valley hk winners in loser goes home right and hk won Valley almost comes back. They hit the hook and ladder with under a minute left, and then they tried again, and they, uh, you know, they got the ball back. They had a shot. It weren't really close, but that was a great game. That was a one-score game. Winner is in. Right. Loser goes home. That was not and played on my heart. That was Tuesday night. Right. Okay. My heart felt it was like it like I felt so bad for the Valley kid after who stayed after at the field and cried on the field for an yeah. hour after the game, having to be dragged off by Coach King, his staff, their parents, their friends. The hill was packed. Uh, HK celebrating like they just won the Super Bowl. Rightfully so. They beat their rival for the first time. They go back to the playoffs for the first time, both since 2011. That's not made up. All of that is genuine. They they have, I forgot what the, what the name of the, uh, the Principal's Cup. Like That's important to them. Yes, it was added with the rivalry trophy but that game is so important and I spoke to coach King after you know after we did the interview we just kind of walked the field a little bit and you know talked about their season and, and what the game means and that's not fake you can't make right. that up and but then he, even Lyman Hall and Sheehan that game that game has not been a rival that hasn't been a close game for the last better part of a decade I think Sheen's won the last seven mm -hmm. Sheen's going to the playoffs everyone knew Sheen was going to the playoffs before I, I got to cover uh, Lyman Hall on and off the last three years uh, with my time at the Record Journal, I've never seen them play that well. And yeah. I've seen them yes. win games. Uh, Bill Wyrock is, I think he's one of the best coaches in the state that maybe people don't hear about for what he's been able to do at Lyman Hall the last two years, win 10 games. Um, I've never seen them play better than that. I've never seen there, that. There, it was awesome. There are two things here. The first thing is, I think you can replicate that even if you, no matter when the season ends. You can replicate that. I mean, that game wasn't played on Thanksgiving, and it, and there are a lot of te teams that just don't care. They just and and let's be honest. Thanksgiving is mostly a New Haven County slash even Fairfield County um, tradition. Fairfield County didn't really start playing Thanksgiving Day games until they moved the FCAC championship. They, that used to be the game that was played on Thanksgiving. Um, but New Haven County. It's mostly a New Haven County thing. But once you saw the Green Bowl get moved up, you're like. Uh, we heard you, about do stuff. You, do you guys, from you know, North. then, but so the schools have seemed to me have kind of made the decision on this. It, if it's that big a deal, but however, there is something special about that, that day where, or even the games that were played that night before that finale, that finale game where the team that has no shot usually sometimes hat plays beyond yeah. it's, it's beyond ex better, expectations. Better, they can go. And I've heard this from coaches. You can go. zero and nine. If you beat your rival on Thanksgiving. Yeah. It it's like matter. a soup. It's like they're all Super Bowls for the yeah. most part. I mean, granted, 
Now, it's not, I, and I'm, I'll, I will acknowledge, it's not that big a deal for a, a majority of the schools. Yes. It's not, the, but it has become, at least over the last 30 years, it has become the the holiday. Yes. Um, it, it was always a holiday in New Haven. You know, you had the Ansonia Naugatuck. You always you had Elm the Green City. Bowl. Yeah, the Elm City. Well, Elm City Bowl was used to be West Haven Hill House, and that drew thousands upon thousands. It was a great way to end end the season. I think over the years, and, and the, just the playoffs have just kind of taken over. Yeah. Now there are some crazy, crazy ideas. Now that now we have Al Carpone, who's like on the huge. We got to remove Thanksgiving, put the rivalries to Memorial Day. Well, I, I get what he's saying in terms of including um, the other sports in the rivalry, and and this is what I say to that. And I, you know, I don't think Al is, you know, I think he brings up valid points, and you know, whatever. Right. Um, but like you again, this is going back to when I was at the Record Journal when Lyman Hall Sheen scheduled their boys soccer team. Their girls play the same day. Their field hockey plays the same week. The volleyball plays the same week. Yeah. So they kind of do it themselves yeah. in a way. And, I mean, I get in that sense you want to have a true homecoming and everybody plays everybody. That's fine. But that makes that one week really important. Mm-hmm. And then the other ones really aren't that no, pretty important. Much. Um, I, but this whole thing about, like, we got to – Push the playoffs back to be, you know, we got to do the Massachusetts model. Don't no, get me started on the, the Massachusetts, Massachusetts model. model is awful. Period. Period. Even the people up there were just, it just completely ruined everything. They moved their games away from Thanksgiving and everyone was just like, this is a bummer. What happens in the Massachusetts playoffs is they have, it's a district model, basically. They wanted to include all of Massachusetts into it, which is a pretty big state compared to compared to ours. They, they basically did a district model, but it's only six games basically count toward the playoffs. And then if you win that, you go to the playoffs, which is kind of like what we want, but I wanted at least eight or nine or something like that. Um, but then they start their playoffs like the first week of November, maybe in the last week of October, maybe. Yeah. And the rest of the teams that didn't make it continue to play their games. Yeah. Like nothing's nothing. What yeah. are you playing for? Exactly. You're just playing games. Who cares? Yeah legitimately any team that's playing beyond the playoffs you're continuing to play who cares nobody cares i don't care you want to play that's fine i'm not don't ask oh, me to cover and you know that exactly don't, don't ask, ask me, me to, to cover, cover it. It. don't yeah. ask me to cover cuz we would get absolutely killed more than we do already about not covering certain things if we were just covering you know schools outside of our newspaper area who are in playoff games and but oh wait why won't you cover the green ball well Notre Dame only won four games this year, and Hamden's won two. Yeah. So why are we going to cover that? So then they play their Thanksgiving Day games if they didn't. Pl- they're not in the playoffs. I think they play their championships this week. Yeah, I think they're they might they might be this weekend. Yeah, um, or if not, then the previous weekend. I know Rye Island ended their season last week, um, but um, if you're playing your Thanksgiving Day game after the season, like who cares? It doesn't mean any. It means zero. It and then you might as well just not play. It. Yeah. It ruins the whole thing. And if that's fine with you, that's fine with you. You want to play a six-game schedule to get in, or a seven, whatever it is, to get into the playoffs. Hey, man, I'll take a seven-game schedule. Yeah, the uh, so will I. Oh, I know. I mean, but but <laughs> don't ask me to care about your games no. if you're not in the playoffs and you're still playing. Yeah. I don't care. No don't one no does. one will care. Nobody will. You know, your your schools might can, you know, they can have all their fun they want. But, it, it, I mean, are, where are, is this kindergarten? I mean, are we... Seriously, is this kindergarten? I, and this is like everyone gets a gets a playoff break. Now we also have this this coming out where it's like teams that are seven and three belong in the playoffs. We should. This is ridiculous and blah blah blah. Look, the only thing that's ridiculous about the playoffs in Connecticut is the fact that teams with eight wins can get in in other sports. What do you mean? 
we too many teams make the playoffs in every other sport. Oh yeah, football. That's the argument. Football has done it right in terms of the elite teams. And like you and I have spoken, uh, spoke last night. You have your shot. Yeah. Okay, and don't get me wrong. There are some you want to fix. You want to fix this in terms of maybe getting the better teams in. Fix your schedules right. in your conferences That's so problem. that some teams don't get a skate by. Look, I know it's luck of the draw, and they, they're randomizing this and this. What was it? When did Trinity Catholic last make the playoffs? Was that 2015, 2016? Yeah, a few years ago. They didn't play Darien, New Canaan, or Greenwich that right. year. But they're a Class S school. What I'm just saying is that they that's not how they operate in the FCAC. Everybody right. plays everybody. It's all random, this and this. So, yeah, Staples did play Greenwich, New Canaan, and Darien. So did Richfield last year. Right. Okay? They had their shot. Why put them back in the playoffs to meet them again? They already lose. lost them. Listen, in football, you play an limited amount of games. It should be it's fic- balance the schedules out. The leagues are completely obsolete. Balance the schedules out. Make look, sure you know. Look at make the sure, SEC. Make, yeah, something like that. I, I, I've I've argued it should be kind of done like hockey, but balance the schedules out. That way, you know, law isn't playing hand. Law in class M isn't playing hand class L for class M playoff berth. That's yeah. That's where we're yep. going wrong here. You have teams in S that are playing nobodies. They're playing zeros, and they're getting into the playoffs over some teams that played a much tougher schedule. The Balancing the schedule is the most important thing here. And in, but with that in mind, um, there, there, there's been so many times where it, since we expanded the playoffs in 2010 where the team, it was in a double L, like Staples got in or Greenwich got in, and they'd already, and they're playing Darien, or they're playing what whoever it was. Yeah, Staples. They're, Staples played uh, uh, Darien. Was that 2015? Right, and they'd already lost to him in the regular season. Yep. I think that's that's not good. They already like you had your shot. That's what the regular season is for. The regular season is basically like pool play in soccer. Yeah. It's you play like eight games or whatever it is, and that's and whoever wins that division goes to the playoffs, and then you can do it that way. Um, they have their shot, like. Every, that's the that's football. Football, you can't have a large playoff berth. Yeah, it's it's ridic- It's it's just ridiculous at this point. The difference between a seven and three team and a ten and zero or a nine and one team is pretty big in this yeah. state. Sure, you it, it's, it's just all you have to do is look at the quarterfinals. The quarterfinals have not been close, and the reason why we expanded it the first time was to make sure teams like Law at nine and one would get into the playoff. They were getting left out because each division was had a stronger pool of teams yeah. than others. And they were in Class M that year. They were nine and one. They were like four other nine and one teams, and they got they were the fifth one out. Yeah. But meanwhile, in Double M that year, you had a team that was seven and three getting in the top seed. That's why we had that never worked. So that's why we had to move the move expand the yeah. playoffs and pare down the divisions. So this whole thing where like teams deserve to get in six and four and seven and three. No, they do not. Nope. They do not. They don't. It's um, the listen in football. The elite teams are going to win ninety nine point nine percent of the time. Absolutely. Like you think Greenwich is going to lose to uh, New Britain week one? I mean, the, in the quarterfinals or who's another like Plainfield? I mean, Plainfield's nine and one. All right, all right gonna, but, I, I think New Britain's going to. It's going to be interesting with New Britain yeah. Greenwich. Well, let's not jump ahead. Well, too the, far. just a final thought on that. Yeah. Like wrap us up. Thanksgiving Day is a really special day in Connecticut. Um, I can totally see the argument that says, well, the, this, it's complete. Like, we need to do something because the playoffs, you're playing three games over 11 days or whatever it is. 
and you're playing into December where the weather gets even worse. We, you know, we had that. And Al Carboning in Jake, uh, Jeff Jacobs' column uh, brought up Thanksgiving is going to be on the 28th next year, uh, and we're going to go even deeper into December. So that's a legitimate argument. I hate to say it. It is a legitimate argument. However, you have to make a decision. What's more important here? And, you know, I, and again, I don't think the playoffs – I think the playoffs are, are great the way they are, but I see – I can totally see that. And they, you can only go so far into December, and everyone wants to move the season. The season's already got moved back. It's here's this is the bottom line. You either push the Thanksgiving Day games to that Saturday uh, or Friday or Saturday where like Berlin played uh, New, New Britain. Britain, got a really nice crowd. Yeah, it's that weekend where it's you're going into the holiday weekend. I think you can probably play all these if you really want me to be. I don't want to move Thanksgiving. I don't yes. want to lose it. But if you had to, but if we had to, I would not mind it. All the games being played that Friday or that or that Saturday. Um, and then starting the playoffs. Maybe you start the playoffs on Thanksgiving, or maybe you start the playoffs this weekend, and then you go two, three. You know, I I do not have a problem with that. And if you need to move it up a week, that's fine. Yeah. But I this idea where you're gonna play start the playoffs in the middle of in late October or early November, and everyone and their grandmother is gonna get in, and everyone get just and then while meanwhile you you get knocked out. All right, well here's some teams you can play. Forget that. Yeah. Forget it. This isn't soccer. This isn't basketball. This isn't baseball or lacrosse. You know, football is it, – it's only a limited amount of games, and you pretty much know very quickly who the best teams are. Absolutely. So, uh, Speaking of the best teams, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to jump into the quarterfinal matchups, which were just made official this morning. Uh, we'll be right back after this. Don't miss a pass, pitch, or putt this season and sign up for the Whistle Newsletter to get the latest news and stories sent straight to your inbox from Game Time CT. Uh, welcome back uh, to the special edition Game Time High School Football Podcast. We're going to start uh, in Class S. All the, qu- all, all the quarterfinals are going to be played Tuesday night. They were We kind of knew what they were Friday afternoon after a couple of games wrapped up, but they were made official by the CIAC. This year, uh, this morning, uh, Sean put up all the really nice graphics on Game Time mm. CT, so make sure you Stay check up all night those out. Those. And uh, so let's just dive right into Class M. First game. S. <laughs> I say. Yeah, you said Class M. <laughs> it's been a really, really long week. That's yeah, all right. Uh, we're going to dive into Class L. First one, number one. Class Ansonia. S. We're going <laughs> to. We're going to dive into Class S. <laughs> S. S. Number one, Ansonia. S for is super. hosting. Number eight, Plainfield. I think this is the first time Plainfield's played a Connecticut opponent this year. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Mike Wolak, who is, you know, giving us a, the business. We're not going to move our game from Thanksgiving because against Griswold because, you know, we play all our Rhode Island teams. We're used to the cold up north, and then they then they moved it. So, anyway. <laughs> but shout out to assistant co- Plainfield coach Mike Wolak. That was funny. Um, but, uh, yeah, listen, Plainfield going to Jarvis Stadium, that's going to be really, really rough. Um, and Sony put up a really nice performance against him. That was a great game. Ansonia Nagy turned out to be great. I know Nagy hasn't won since 2010, but that was a great uh, Ansonia Nagy game. You know, they really showed something there, and uh, I don't know what happened to Nagy. We'll get back to them in a minute. But Ansonia playing playing field, gonna have to like the uh, the Chargers. At the yeah, I one. think I think uh, I will pick the Chargers as well. Uh, you don't bet against Tom Rocket. No, you don't do that. I mean, Plainfield just lost to Griswold for the what 15th time in the last <laughs> 16 years. They they bet they basically backed backed into the. Oh, I got their record wrong. Now I look at it. <laughs> I gotta fix that, but uh, they've kind of backed into the playoffs by losing to Griswold, um, you know, and that's no way to go to Drivers Stadium with, with no. a loss. Uh, so you know, now they're going to the belly of the beast. Speaking of uh, 
speaking of Ansonia, I was talking to Kim, Tim, Tim King uh, on Tuesday, and he was just talking about like the schedule, and he's like, you know, like teams are looking at us like we're Ansonia. And I was like, well, yeah, you beat them, coach. Right, right. You're on a whole new level, coach. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I think we're both in agreement. Antonia, uh, uh, take that one. Uh, moving down the bracket, number four, Bloomfield is hosting number five, Woodland from the NVL. Yeah. I, I think this one's going to be interesting because Woodland is quite tested. I mean, say what you want about the NVL schedule, but when push came to shove, Woodland played Antonia, right? They played, No, they didn't play Antonia this year, right? Well, they no, did. they did. Yeah. They did, and the and the PA announcer said, "See you in the playoffs." Yeah, um, they played Seymour. They didn't play Naugatuck. I know they didn't play one of the teams, right? Uh, who are you talking about? Woodland. Woodland. Yeah, they didn't play Naugatuck because they have one loss. Yes, they did not play. Well, but, no, no, they they yeah, right. They did not play Naugatuck. Yeah, so they so they are quite battle tested. You look at Bloomfield; their biggest game was Berlin this year. Berlin beat them thirty-seven nothing. Then they came out the next week and beat up on Ram, who missed out on the playoffs. Right. That's unfortunate. But, uh, yeah, that actually really is. I really like that team. Anyway. <sighs> Listen, Bloomfield put a put a uh, real hurt on uh, real hurting on Glastonbury on, I believe, Tuesday night. That was that was impressive. You know, they, they got some speed. They got some size. I mean, I know I know the Woodland players were a little nervous about getting them in the first round, but. Um, and that you know, and Seymour gave them all, gave them everything they could. And I think if Seymour had an Ian Sadik in that game, maybe maybe they win that game. I know Woodland's best receiver; he's out uh, for the rest of the season, so that's going to be really tough for for Woodland. That's not the matchup that they wanted, but hey, you know what? They beat him in the past. I mean, there was a few years ago. Everyone liked. Uh, I think it was 2013, the last time Woodland got into the playoffs. I think a lot of people thought uh, the Bloomfield would beat him up that year, and I think Woodland won that game to go to the championship in the semifinals. So, so. Who, who are you taking? I'm going to go with Bloomfield here. I mean, I picked them to win it all before the season started, so I think that they're going to uh, win this game. Yeah. That's up at their field, and that'll be tough. Yeah, I'm going to take Bloomfield as well. That's not an easy drive. Um, moving down, this is the this is always the interesting matchup in any time the brackets come out. Number two, Bullard Haven come from the Tech uh, division, the CTC, and HK coming off that huge win against Valley uh, to get into the playoffs at number seven. I'm taking HK. They can run the ball. They can, I mean, Toby Callender and Dalton uh, Modine are just two of what they have is like four different guys who can run the ball. Yeah. I mean, these guys stepped up when, when HK needed them the most against Valley. Um, I'm going with the Cougars. Yeah, yeah. But listen, the CTC has never won a state playoff game. Um, I think Bullard Havens, were, they were the number, I think they were the one seed or something like that last year. They might have been the one or two seed, uh, and they lost to, I think it was uh, Stafford, Summers, East Windsor. Um, the, the, te- the tech schools are just kind of in their own class, really. And there are people who make the argument that, they're, that they don't really belong in the state playoffs. I mean, I can see where that argument comes from, especially, you know, the schedules they play. Yeah, uh, it, It's going to be tough. I, I don't see – they don't even have a guy like uh, – about of like right like they had last year an all state caliber player yeah. or team. When, uh, good team played for... good good team for what they are but uh, listen HK uh, with those two kids and and listen they they proved it all year and their only hiccup was the, against just everything kind of falling off, the wheels falling off against Cromwell Port and I think this is a team that can run the ball and can pound it it's been it's nothing like Bullard Havens has seen this year yeah and then uh, you brought up Stafford earlier uh, Stafford coming in as a number three seed. Hosting number six, Cromwell Portland. Nice meeting of Pequot schools who did not play during the regular season. Yeah, this is uh, for the Pequot champion, yeah. legit Pequot champion. Cromwell Portland's nine and one with their only loss was a weird game against Old Saybrook. 
Uh, but they really recovered, rallied, got into the playoffs at 9-1. Bryce Karstetter, uh, Brian Lockwood, and then you got uh, Colton Engel and uh, yeah. Julian, Julian River. Julian? It's <laughs> oh, okay, oh, I need coffee. No, you are. probably Julian and, in, uh, uh, in, in Puerto Rico. And our, and our boy Brian Mazzone up in Stafford. Uh, I think this this might be the best game. Yeah, in the the quarterfinals for Clash Ash, I think this is going to be the closest game. I think this one might come down to the wire. That said, I'm going with the Bulldogs. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with them too. I really, I mean, listen, I wouldn't, I wouldn't see, I couldn't see, I could see Karamo Portland easily winning this yeah. as well. I mean, the Pequot Secaucus versus the Pequot Uncas. Secaucus has been traditionally the the tougher program, the tougher the league. I don't think it's that this year though. I think it's just just been a little bit down. I think a lot of the the guys in the Uncas feel like they can compete a little bit better with the Secaucus teams, and I, I know Stafford. Um, they, I think Stafford looking at this game, like I think we can win this one. I love off their offensive line for for Stafford. I mean, they they have some great linebackers, and Colton Engel is just a, is just a ball. He's a star. Um, looking at this bracket though. Well, so yeah, so you're going, you're going. Uh, I'm going well. to go with them too. But listen, I know I, I would not count Bryce Karstetter and Nick no. Wright. How about Nick Wright? First year playing football, and he's the all time record. All t- the the yeah, he becomes the the season re- leading receiver. Was it all time? Yeah, yeah, it was all time. Uh, Some like fourteen hundred plus un- yards. B- that's unbelievable. Good uh, shout good out. Good job of him. Listen, good job by uh, for Cromwell Port to get back in. I do think this is Stafford's year to get. Look at this bracket though. Mm-hmm. The best game. Could possibly be in the semifinals if Ansonia and Bloomfield play. Yeah, that's unfortunate. That is unfortunate. That said, it opens up the door for a nice. If Stafford could get past Carmel Portland, there is a very nice road to the Class S finals for Coach. You know, I said beginning of the season, I thought that they might make the state championship game. I don't know about winning it. Yeah, because they're going to have to face a Bloomfield Either. or Ansonia. Yep. But if I thought they got the draw uh, together, that I thought uh, that they, I thought they had a really legit shot. I thought that they could contend. With, I mean, I listen, Ansonia. Is Ansonia, yep. and they do what they do, and you know I, I I love them running rock against Naugatuck, which is the double tight. You know, quarterback is your lead blocker, going up the field and and pushing people like out. Quarterback's like, gigantic. Nobody does that like yeah, and that's a kid like he's on lineman on most on the most on all these teams I would say, <laughs> you know, and that's a great 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 strategy by Tom Brockett to, to use his uh, quarterback. What, what, I mean, he's just huge that kid. Uh, so who are you going to take? Let's just Sheldon Schuler. Quick prediction. We're going we're to be back and do semifinal episodes and final episodes, but just right now, who wins Class S? I'm going to have to go with Bloomfield. I, I picked them before the season started, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I'm actually positive I picked them before the season. Oh, I mean, but ah, I love the way Antonio played. But I'm going to – you know, I'm gonna, if it comes down, I'm going to say Bloomfield will win it all. I'm going to say against Stafford. Um, I, I think whoever wins the, Ansan- the Ansonia-Bloomfield semifinal game will win the Class S title. Mm-hmm. Um. That said, I'm going with Ansonia. Um, I think they're playing their best football right now, yeah. and that's what you want to do when you get into the playoffs. I do think that Bloomfield is a very talented team. I just don't think that Bloomfield has seen a team like Ansonia this year. And Berlin's great. You know, Berlin is, was awesome this year. But the thing was, they got punched in the mouth, and they didn't get up. No. And I'm gonna. Uh, that's going to be very interesting to see when they get hit by Ansonia, what's going to happen. Right. This is Bloomfield. This is Bloomfield, yeah. So I'm going to take Ansonia to win that game, and then I'm going to take Ansonia to win it all against Stafford. Um, and so now we're going to move over. So that was Class S, right? That was Class, class S. S. Was that, am I right? Yeah. All right. 
Now we're going to jump over to Class M. I, you know, now I, I got that one right. Yeah, you got that. Uh, it's a pretty good bracket. It's a pretty good bracket. Um, we saw Rockville get in. Yeah. Uh, good on, for Eric on Friday. Knickerbocker. Great for Eric Knickerbocker. Hold on one second. Speaking of of Rockville, I, I by the way, I tried to find a bell within the labs at Target last night. I was trying to find a bell to bring in to ring. Yeah. For Rockville, because I, I, I think we both really like Rockville at the beginning of the year. I just wanted to read this one comment okay. that was on the Here Game it is, Time team. Um, when was this? This was on August twentieth, two thousand eighteen. Okay. Here he is. Should I should I say who left the comment? This is yeah, you know, because it's not his actual name. This is a high school football dad. Oh, so he, he knows what he's talking about. Mm, apparently. <laughs> Great coaching staff, but they play four of the best teams in the Pequot this year. They'll finish four and six. Well, you know what, high school football dad? They finished seven and three, and they're in the playoffs. <laughs> Woo! Ring that bell, baby. Ring it, baby. Um, we just, we really like Rockville and, you know, so shout out to them for getting in. I ran into a couple of the coaches, um, before in the parking lot before the Wolk at Holy Cross. Nice. Half of them went to Waterbury. The other half were with Sean in East Haven waiting to see who they were going to get there. They got in, but they got St. Joe's. Um, I think that is you. I think the when everyone was looking at Class M this year, they were just basically like, let's get in and let's just hope we're on the other side yeah. of the bracket. Don't want to be anywhere near St. Joseph. Yes. Which we've argued a hundred times here before. Really, really shouldn't be in Class M. No. I mean, come on. That said, who you got, St. Joseph or Rockville? Uh, I'm going to have to go with the Hogs. Listen, the Hogs, they lost, uh, once again, we didn't mention this last week, but they lost uh, Phil Passmake for the season. That just didn't heal up right. He had surgery. Best wishes to him and a great career. Yes. He was all. He's a big friend of the program. Hey, get ready for lacrosse. Yeah, go Hofstra, He's baby. Going to Hofstra, so that's more important. So uh, you know, but I still think St. Joe's. They put on a clinic versus uh, versus uh, Trumbull. We, we were being told that Trumbull had a chance to win that game, and forty-two six. It was not close. This is when I feel like David Summers plays his best football because I, you know, I feel yeah, like he great was game. great last year. He was, you know, very good as a junior, but he really stepped it up in the playoffs, yeah. and that kind of made his name statewide. And then this year, it was a really up-and-down season for him, you know, yeah. just looking at his numbers. But he's playing his best football. Yeah. He seems like a big-time quarterback steps up when it matters the most. Yeah. Obviously, it's St. Joseph's bracket to lose, but I'm excited to see what uh, he's going to be able to do. Now, in the next one, I'm going to take St. Joseph as well. Uh, down in the other bracket, the four versus five, killingly comes defending in nine champs. one defending champs coming in the RPOs, um, <laughs> and they got Cheney Tech. Sean mentioned before Tech School has never won a playoff game in the CIAC football uh, bracket. I think it's you know killingly. I think we're going to see Killingly play St. Joe's in the semifinals. Yeah, Nassim Harrison and Killingly. Listen, really nice job for Killingly getting back to the state playoffs. After Especially that. after that loss to New London. Yeah, they lost to New London, and you started to, the doubt started to creep in, and maybe this team wasn't ready for prime time. But, you know, they held up the tradition. Listen, all, listen all, the, all the guys that they lost last year for them to get back in. I know the ECC wasn't the greatest schedule in the world, but they did play out. Um, they 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 really brought it this year, and uh, I'm anxious to see how what this is gonna. They're gonna end up playing St. Joseph in the second round, yeah. I believe. I don't think. Listen, Cheney, nice season. You know they were they were one crazy play away from beating Bullard Havens, uh, but the CTC is just not at that. Even in a down year for the ECC, uh, the the CTC is just not at that level, and I, th- I think Killingly pretty much cruises. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I think Killingly. The next one, this one, this one, the next two, the next two really intrigued me because 
these are the four teams on the other side of the bracket that you're like, you know what? If anyone has a shot against St. Joe's, it's probably going to be those four teams. So the teams that wanted to go to the finals and have a shot all avoided St. Joe's. Yeah. And, until the possible championship. Um, Wolkett Sheen really intrigues me because l- I watched Anthony Legi play le- yesterday. Mm-hmm. He can run. He can move. He's yeah. so good when the ball's in his hands. Last year, Sheen played against Joel Barlow in the quarterfinals in a game that Sheen, everyone thought, was going to win. Easily, yeah. Barlow comes out with that triple option offense, and don't get me wrong, triple option offense is a lot different than what Wilkett runs, but it's still a mobile quarterback. And Sheen, I think it was 47-34, I think it was. And Sheen put up points. It's going to be interesting to see how Sheen prepares in defense because, granted, they didn't know who they were playing until yesterday. Yeah. There was a really good shot. They were going to have a rematch against East Haven, which would have been easier for Sheen, considering that they prepared for him two weeks ago. That said, this team speak. I went to see them uh, at the beginning of the year, the middle of the year, and I, you know, spoke to a couple of them after Thanksgiving. They keep bringing it up. Forty-seven, thirty-four. We lost last year in the playoffs. We lost last year in the playoffs. We're better. Everyone's back. They lost three starters from last year's mm-hmm. team. Terrence Bogan is playing the best football probably than any other running back in the Although state. He didn't have a great Thanksgiving game, did he? He didn't have a great Thanksgiving game, but he still rushed for 150 yeah, yards. He only Which is Lyman pretty Hall good. contained him, but you know what? Lyman Hall was like, hey. We're going to try and, you know, he, I think he had one big run. It was a 21-yard touchdown. And they were basically like, we're going to, Terrence Bogan, we're going to take him out of the game. And they challenged West Jersey to beat them. And West Jersey played unbelievable. Yeah. I love the fact that uh, his dad interviewed him for Fox 61. Everyone's hugging this and this at the end of the game. So I'm going around and doing my interviews. And, you know, I've known Wes for a couple years. I'm like, hey, Wes, like, thank you for an interview. And Tony's like, oh, wait, like one second. I'm like, wait. I was like, are you going to interview him for Fox 61? Tony's like, yeah, it'll only be a couple of minutes. I'm like, no, 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 take your time. This yeah. is so cool. Please I took do my that. phone out. I was like taking pictures. I'm like, this is, that's what Thanksgiving. That is was about. what Thanksgiving's about. That was what you noticed that was about. you you noticed must have noticed that anything we said on Twitter got a, hundreds of reactions. Yeah, got a lot of reactions because everyone cares. Everyone yeah. cares about Thanksgiving. Yeah. Not to harp on that, but it, it was it was really. If cool we can save Tony. Thanksgiving, folks, that and would be great. Speaking, just going back to sh- uh, so Sean Pagano, the quarterback for Lyman Hall, his right. dad also works at Fox. Yeah, he which a reporter, is which is awesome. But so, great moment. So you know, Wes is better than he was last year, mm-hmm. and Wes had a great game against Barlow in the championship. Yeah. Um. So it's good. Terrence Bogan's playing the best football of any running back in the state. They've been here. They lost last year. They lost three starters from last year's team. Everybody knows they don't want to lose again. <coughs> I'm taking Sheehan. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to go with Sheehan, too, just for all the reasons. I think Wilkett, despite the fact that they uh, they were able to rally and beat Holy Cross, their team kind, of in, awesome. their team kind of in disarray. Yeah. Uh, I know that that was a big, big moment for them, but their head coach wasn't there, um, yeah. allegedly suspended. Uh, he, he, he agreed, Matt Hove, he agreed to uh, step Resigned down after the year, yeah. after the incident with the locker room. Um, and I think everyone's just kind of move on. I think they're, they're kind of working on borrowed time here. I'm going to be who, honest with you, watching Wilkett yesterday, they came back and won, but there were times when you're watching them, and I'm like, I don't even think they want to be here. And I could be 100% wrong. This no, is just yeah. an outsider view. But I was like watching some of the plays and this and this, and watching, and I'm like, who knows? I, yeah. I thought Holy Cross was going to run away. Yeah, you don't know how much that kind of that kind of turmoil affects a team, and yeah. you know, kudos to them for coming out and and, and they they could have folded against Holy Cross. Yep. Good for Anthony Lee Jamie. He was clearly he was awesome. Clearly one of the best he players uh, was going into the season. Awesome. Too. So, um, but I I think Sheen's just on a mission yeah. this year. I think they get in easily. I think Sheen's on a mission. The next one, Berlin Brookfield. Really interesting. game, Really too. interesting game. Two teams who like to run the ball. Yeah, it'll really be over in well. twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's like a Ned. Ned, go to that game. That's your um, game, Ned. <laughs> I think I you know I've seen Bur- I've actually seen both teams. Wow, I've seen 
I've seen the majority of these Class M teams. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Berlin. I, I I think Nick Henderson is an awesome running back for Brookfield. Um, but Berlin, I think they have answers in a lot of other different ways. They can run the ball. Kevin Dunn can beat you in the air. They have two really good receivers in uh, Trefano and Brochu that, mm-hmm. you know, are kind of waiting for their chance. Um you know, and then then they have the four different running backs who who can who can you know just pound the ball different yeah. styles. I think, I think it's Berlin. I think it's Berlin. Yeah, I think Berlin. Berlin two pretty evenly matched teams. I think Berlin's just got more star power. Yeah. Um, Brookfield's defense played really well against Newtown a few weeks ago. It's still lost. Um, I think if I don't think I think I that Berlin New Britain wishbone bowl game. Listen, it's double L. Versus it's a double L, L, L team. I mean, yeah. You can argue that uh, maybe they you know shouldn't be playing that game, but I I I. I don't quite agree with it, but hey, um, I, I just think New Britain just had just bigger and better guys. I think now Berlin's back in its kind of zone element here. They've had an, an, an extra week off. Yeah, an extra week off. They didn't have to play the Thanksgiving week, which, you know, hey. Um, and then you have uh, Brookfield. Listen, Coach Angarano, and shout out to Coach Angarano who announced his retirement the, at the Bethel game. He's been doing this a long time, 20-plus years as the head coach of Brookfield. He's got a couple, a couple state championships, multiple – times he's been in there um he, he coached scott lutris he coached bobby drysdale he coached uh, some great players over the great area guy. and a all-around class act and yep. um you know happy happy retirement to him hopefully yes. uh, they can make they can go on further i don't think it's going to happen in this game as good as they are yeah uh just quick but i, I would be remiss you brought up barlow another happy retirement to rob tynan yes. he's been doing this for 20 you know 30 years and his uh, his kids are now all in college, and I think it's time he, he's just like, all right, now it's time to like you know enjoy that. Speaking of Berlin, uh, Barlow, I saw something on Twitter. Uh, it was about a college game, but it's like here are the three days where you here are the three times where you don't want to prepare for the triple option offense yeah. uh, when you're playing them the first game of the season, the last game of the season, and any game in between. Yeah. <laughs> so. But um, Brookfield, I would not be shocked if Brookfield won. I just think Berlin is, is on a mission now, just like Sheehan. That's going to be a great semifinal. Yeah, that's going to be a great semifinal. Who do you think wins won. at all? Uh, you got to go with St. Joe's. You got to go with David Summers. You got to go with Coach Dell. Um, I'm going with St. Joe's. Yeah. It's theirs to lose. I, you know, don't get me wrong. The Class M bracket last year was really weird and was kind of ugly. You mm-hmm. move St. Joe's to M and throw East Haven in here. That's a pretty good yeah, bracket. That's a really good bracket. Too bad for East Haven. Um, yeah. You know, what are you going to do? But anyway, I think it's St. Joe's. What about yeah, you? I, I pretty much think it's St. Joe's bracket to lose. I'd love to see Killingly give them a game in the semifinals. I think they get to the finals, though, anyway. Yeah. Um, you know, nobody in this bracket has seen anybody. Of the the Sheehan. I'm actually really excited for the Sheehan Berlin game now. Sheehan Ber- she- Give me Sheehan Berlin versus St. Joe, and that'll, that'll be a good championship yep, game. I agree. All right, now we're going to jump over to L. I got that right. Yeah. Um, hand versus number one hand versus number eight. Benell with their nine and one. How about Benell nine and one being seated eighth behind four eight and two teams? Their schedule. I've never seen not that their before. fault. I've never seen that. It's just not strong enough. No, their they, schedule. In their one good. competitive game where they had Newtown, they got they got beat pretty bad by Newtown. Yeah. So. Look, not their fault that their schedule their was yeah. was was bad. They don't they don't make that schedule. They're in the SEC thing. They play hand last year though. I forgot all about this. They play hand at the Surf Club Benel did last year, and oof, it was not not it was ugly. I can imagine that would be the same. So I think we're both in agreement. Hand, yeah. Listen, Phoenix Billings, Phoenix Billings. is your SEC Division oh, Two play. He's, he's two. unbelievable. Um, then the other one. This one's really interesting. 
Windsor North Haven. Windsor gets in after what was supposed to be a you know rebuilding kind of down year. They lost a lot of guys. They lost the first game to Maloney. Mm-hmm. They almost lose to Platt. Then they they beat Middletown seven nothing on Thanksgiving to get in. Thanksgiving night. And if I if I saw correctly, video of the last play, there was a pass and it kind of hit the Middletown receiver in the chest. Yeah. If I recall, I could be wrong, but that's what I saw on Twitter. Um. So shout out to Rob to Coach Fleeting. Yeah. Uh, great great season. That's it's been up the, and day up and down with him this yeah, year. Yeah. But then on the other side, it's North Haven. Same Coach type of team. Um, exactly. We talked at the beginning of the year, who's going to be their guy, who's going to be their guy, who's going to be their guy, and he's got like four of them. Yeah. Are any of them the Montanos? No, but Nick Dodge, uh, Devin Brockmer, they all do something different. Yeah. And, and uh, Meehan's back under center. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seamus is back from his injury. I've seen Windsor play. I know how North Haven plays. I'm going North Haven. Mm, that's not bad. Listen, Coach Segnell got a lot out of this group. Um, you know, again, like you said, the star power not quite there, but this is a you know lunch pail team. Uh, I'm lunch sure Coach Sal team, though they always are, and they're going to bring in. That, you want to talk about d- tough offenses to prepare for? How about the single wing? Oh yeah, you know, Windsor actually North Haven went up there when Windsor was one of the top seeds, went up to uh, O'Brien Stadium, and they almost beat them. Uh, I think that was a few. I think it was fourteen. Fourteen. And they, yeah, and they to went the, to the finals and actually right, yeah. and and um, and I think. Uh, I think North Haven – listen, North Haven has a shot against anybody in this bracket, I mean, maybe with the exception of hand. Um, uh, but uh, that's a really intriguing game. Uh, I'm, I'm going to have to go with North Haven too. I, I don't like – Windsor's off it. They've just been so inconsistent, and it's tough. They're playing home, which is big, but, you know, I do like North Haven. Even though North Haven has not played well these last two weeks. Yeah. They, they, they got crushed by Fairfield Prep and had all the coaches kind of shaking their heads like, we just did not bring it. And then they they played Amity, tough Amity team. Amity had them, you know, was was back and forth. Back. Amity had first and goal at the ten with a chance to knock North Haven out of the playoffs. And North Haven though stepped up and stopped. You them. need to win games like that though, because when you get to the playoffs, you, you, those are the games that you're going to get. You're going to get the best every time. That said, yes, you're on the road, but the only thing that works all the time home and away is running the ball yeah. you can run the ball anywhere if you can run the ball you can run it anywhere what's that like new york song <laughs> you know if you can do it there you can do it anywhere if you can run the ball you can run the ball at any stadium against any defense yeah. it doesn't matter um then jumping over to the meriden side of the bracket where <laughs> there's maloney who's uh traveling to play middletown maloney then, lost a lot of they, they dropped right out of this thing this you want to talk With about their starter board lost oh that was such a good game um, yeah, shout as, out to as Platt. Um, but Maloney, look, Victor Marquez is an unbelievable wide receiver. If you haven't seen him, go see him play. The kid's, the kid's good. Elliot Good is good. I mean, he can throw <laughs> the think? ball. <laughs> um, I, here's the thing about Middletown. Every year they come in with a high seed. With a high seed. Even last year when they beat Windsor. Yeah. And they just don't win. When they get to the playoffs, and I feel bad saying that because you know Coach Sal does a really great job. Oh, he's amazing. You know Xavier Reyes is an unbelievable running back. They have a very good offensive line. They didn't score against Windsor. How do you not score? That said, and this is not a homer pick, and I know people are going to say it's a homer pick, but I think Maloney beats them because <laughs> I think pick. I, Mr. Meriden over here. I, I just think that Middletown has shown time and time again that they just haven't won these games. Yeah, you could argue that. Yeah. I'm going to go with Middletown on this just because, you know, I'm just going to be the contrarian. Yeah. Here. Middletown, that was that, that was not an encouraging performance against Windsor. I know, listen, Windsor's been very beatable this year, and you guys scored a zero on them. I don't know what was going on. I don't know what happened there. Maybe it was just matchups, but 
I mean, they they had the ball on the the they got the ball on on Windsor's five yard line on a turnover, and they turned the ball right back over. Yeah. So and that this was, is a Middletown team that had uh, beat Platt in the last quarter. That should be a really good matchup. I think that's going to can go either way, and that's why I'm, I'm kind of go with I'll go with Middletown. But you could be completely right. And listen, Maloney, we thought they were going to be good before the season. They beat Windsor. Yeah. Middletown didn't beat Windsor. I know it was the beginning of the season, but yeah. I'm going to go with Middletown just because you know, hey, what the heck? And but then, uh, uh, but then and they the moving this down. This one's interesting because you have a lot of CCC teams in in this bracket, like in that kind of area. You know, and the Middletown, CCC. Windsor, CCC's playoff, has, other than Southern, has not been good. I no. mean, Windsor, they, you know, they've, they've been able to get to the final. Yeah. Thank, excuse me. Thank God North, ha- uh, North Haven. Thank God uh, uh, New Canaan is not in this practice this year because the yeah. Windsor Hill. Well, that's what happened last year. They got into date and they beat Middletown. But they're going to <laughs> have to go to the surf. If they win, yeah. they're going to have to go to the surf club again, and that was just a, not a good um, So the, the last anyway, one in going the back to finals this. is Naugatuck and Platt. Now, I haven't seen Naugatuck. I know I that their defense is very good. Their defense is good. Where does the NVL stack up to the CCC, though? And I'm not – look, I'm not saying that the CCC is strong, but you look at the teams that Platt has played this year, Maloney, Windsor, Middletown. Yeah. They're, listen, I don't think the NVL is that great. Neither um, do I. Naugatuck only allowed 45 going, to the, going into that game against Ansonia, and they gave up 34. Yeah. So they almost gave up the season's worth. I mean, they, they, they gave up a season's worth of points to two, two of the best teams in the league, Seymour and Ansonia. Yeah. Um, and they didn't play Naugatuck. So that was not encouraging, and I know they were. But let me tell you something about Naugatuck. Naugatuck did really kill itself in that game. They gave Ansonia – they had like four bad snaps that resulted in big losses. One put Ansonia at their one-yard line. For Ansonia to go up two scores. Now, granted, they came back, and once they went to the air, and that's the thing about Ansonia. I think you can pass on Ansonia this year. I think we, we, I think uh, we we we've talked about that. Yeah, and, we saw Oxford do it. Yeah, Ansonia is susceptible to the pass, and I think finally they went to that. I think they were trying to establish too much of a ground game. I know it was cold, a little bit of windy, but once it got warmed up, and then and then their quarterback started, Jay Mezzo started firing the ball, and once you got Kozlowski in, involved, who was great. Um, I think that uh, I think Naugatuck would, would do itself well in that. In and that correct me if I'm wrong. Naugatuck's top wideout is out. Yes, Elijah Robinson. Elijah is out. Robinson so that out. hurts them a little bit, but they they murdered them. So Ansonia goes ahead. Thir- uh, I would believe it's 27 to 22. Four minutes left. Naugatuck has the ball. Bad snap, and then they punted, which I I didn't I don't understand that. They punted the ball back. Ansonia got the ball back. They're on 40. And never goes back. No, they scored on the next oh. play. <laughs> so listen, if they were going to score anyway, you guys weren't stopping. Who are you so. taking? Well, listen, I, I I love the fact that Platt, you know, Platt's had a really strange season. They lost a lot of close games. They got lost, one of those games back. They on They should have beaten Windsor. Or I'm sorry, they should have. They could have beaten Windsor. They could have beaten Middletown. Yeah. And they beat Maloney. That's three of the teams that are in the playoffs in this bracket. Nogatuck's played two good teams. You know, Seymour maybe is a Class S playoff team if uh, Ian doesn't get hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, I I want you to do your pick first, so you don't. Need I don't. Me. I don't see Naugatuck winning this game. Neither do I. I don't. I, I know you were waiting for me to say that. I was because I didn't want to. Oh, Pete picks another American team. Naugatuck. I, I I think Platt has had a harder schedule. They can beat you on the ground. They did it. Look, they like to pass the ball. You know, he's he had a good quarterback the last couple of years, and and AJ. They pass the ball a lot. This year, Sanson, he's quick. He can move. He can run around, you know, and they like to throw the ball. 
but they knew on Wednesday night it was a little cold, a little windy. Can't really pass on 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 Maloney. And and Coach Broom said it after. He goes, "We ran formations that I hate running." Because I hate running these. They went to the single wing, they went to the double wing, and they just pounded the ball with Salas and Jake Baker. By the way, Jake Baker, Ty, uh, t- I remember Papalo? Yeah. He's Jake Baker's Papalo light. He's good. Bruin always has like that guy. Yeah. He plays running back, he plays receiver, he plays kick returner, he punt returns, he plays safety, kid had an interception. He only had 49 yards rushing, but he had two touchdowns, he had two two-point conversion. Um, Platt's a good team. Platt's a good team. I, I, think, it, I think they might have shown... Uh, Jason, a little something by able to run the ball as well as they did. Yeah. Um, Could you? I think they're a more complete team here. I a think Platt Maloney semifinal. Uh, yeah, starter bowl two. Starter bowl two. That would drive. That would actually make Brian Carpenter the happiest person <laughs> in the state. Brian Carpenter from the Record Journal American. He wouldn't have to. They wouldn't have to send anyone to go yeah, these games. Starter bowl two, everybody. Uh, again, um, I just don't think in Naugatuck, when they've played good teams in the NVL, uh, they almost they lost one and they almost lost the other. They could, probably should have lost the other. Uh, I think again, losing Elijah Robinson really hurts. Yes, very much. You so. lose that speed, even even though Ansonia still managed to kick the ball, squib kick every time, which I thought was interesting. But um, I, I just it just did, you know they were just. As uh, Coach Lazo said after, we beat ourselves. and yeah. You can't do that in the playoffs. No, you can't do that. I, you know, I think Platt knows that he's got a second chance here, a little breath of life here. And then they're they're playing with there. nothing to lose at this yeah, point. Yeah, at this point. Yeah. So, and that's, love a, that's s- a dangerous I'd love to see Star Bowl, too. I would but love anyway, to see Bowl too. So that's it. Uh, I think we pretty much in agreement other than Middletown Maloney. Uh, who do you think wins? I think we all agree. I think we all agree. Hand is going to run away with you this. Know, and, and, and it's a shame that they're in L this year because the double L bracket is so stacked and them in it would be a lot of fun. Yeah. So, so we both say hand uh, going over. Yeah. To well, L. before oh, you do that, yep. just, just hand, listen, I know hand, hand wants everyone to pay attention to him. I know hand's sick of hearing about it, but look guys, uh, you're not going to be number one. If one of the top seeds win in, in double L. It's if Greenwich, happening. if Greenwich wins, if Greenwich doesn't win, like they would maybe. need Darian. They would need basically Darian or new, even New Canaan to win the whole thing in Double O to even have a shot at, at number one. I don't even know if that's going to happen. Yeah, it's so be guys, don't worry. Listen, you're going to be in whatever everyone's saying. They're going to be moved up. They're going to be back into a real SEC schedule, which whatever. Uh, everyone's coming back pretty much again. You know, I mean, yeah. Phoenix Billings. You got, you got Phoenix Billings. You're fine. Listen, <laughs> next year, hand yeah. next year. All right. You're going to win it all, though. So you're going to win it all and be happy with that. And yeah. Too straight for them is great. I know they're going to be busting my chops about this, but hey. All right. Anyway. So now, double L. This is this the, bracket's awesome. This is That's the this stuff. This bracket is awesome. Right off the bat, Shelton, New Canaan. New Canaan gets in with another win over oh, Darian in the finals. A missed field goal by Darian with that. Me, Brian Carpenter from the Record Journal, and John Ferrazzi were watching on my phone. Everybody was watching. Everybody was tuned in. Um Look, I've seen Shelton this year, and I've seen New Canaan. Uh, I think New Canaan is playing a lot better than they were when I did see them play. Yeah, Shelton's defense has been awesome this year. Yep. I think their offense is still trying to play. Catch they've been up. better. Listen, they've been better the last few weeks. Um, now they're playing in New Canaan. This is a whole different ball game. All the stuff that you know is: Are we going to see Shelton of recent? Yeah, they've been smoking people the last few weeks. But again, they didn't be prepped by that much way back when. It, they didn't score a touchdown against. Right. Them. They didn't score an offensive touchdown. Right. You know, and that was. Again, that was back then, uh, but they haven't really played anybody great other than North Haven, maybe. Yeah. And that was kind of a back. Could have gone either way that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, they Shelton, being Shelton, put it together. 
if you want to pick an upset, I think you're going to get a lot of people picking Duquesne. I think – I I mean, I'm picking Duquesne. Yeah. I am. I, I just think this is the same team that we talked about at the beginning. of This is the same team that everybody picked to be the number one team in the state, and they're playing well. Yeah. I, it's a shame that, that Shelton kind of drew them. Yeah. But I think that unless Shelton figure out its offense – Again, I, you're, they'll argue they're okay. They're good to go. Okay. I hope I'm wrong. No. I but mean, I'm picking New Canaan. Um. I think I'm going to go with New Kent, too. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I know. Oh, I'm sure they're all happy. I'm, I'm Shelton. But and, this, and if New Canyon wins, it'll be the second year in a row that they've knocked off the one seed. It's yeah. an eight in their bracket. That's a tough draw for Shelton. They get them at their place, which is big. I hope Shelton all comes out for this because this is a, a big one. Yeah. Uh, I don't recall New Canyon losing in the first round. and uh, They lost in the semis for the first time. Tomasic last yeah, year. Yeah, Tomasic last year. Which kind of shocked everybody. I would not be shocked to see Shelton win. No, this. neither would I. They are the number um, one seed. But New Kane, listen, New Kane, that was a gutsy performance. A gutsy performance. And I think it was, uh, it was either O'Connor or it was um, Wyatt. one of the Jacks who, who, who was like, well, this is a totally different team than we were. Oh, yes. Dude. We had to basically look ourselves in the mirror, say, this is what we need to do. And we need to get better right now. Otherwise, and it's going to be a short Drew process. Pine is playing excellent football yeah. right now. I was looking at his numbers the other day. Yeah. He's, he's turned the ball over. Five times this year, mm-hmm. three of them came in the St. Joe's game on opening. Game. Okay, well, listen, it's a diff- they need. Uh, in retrospect, New Cannon just needed to kind of find itself. Now mm-hmm. that said, uh, we'll see. I mean, yeah. but that was. I mean, listen, Darian brings out the best in them. They needed to win to get in. I again, I was not shocked by that. Darian. No, neither. Was. I think we all picked New Cannon. I think we well, picked we New Cannon to win in our yeah in our Thanksgiving. Yeah, we ums. did. So that was that. That's uh, that was not surprising. Darian's. We want to talk about offenses that are struggling. Darian's offense. They did not yep. score an offensive touchdown against New Cannon, which is pretty unbelievable if you think about it. And then uh, down to the other one. This one's pretty interesting. It's the only one that doesn't feature an FCAC team. Um, <laughs> number four, Southington hosts. Number five, Fairfield Prep at Fontana Field. Um, Southington's back in the playoffs after missing it last year. Um, the last two times Southington has been in the playoffs, they've met Darianne and lost in the semifinals. Luckily for them, Darianne's on the other side of the bracket. Now, this I've seen both of these teams uh, more than once. I have not seen Southington. Um, I think Southington, Jacob Drana, I think is the reason why they are where they are this mm-hmm. year. Um, it's nothing against the team that they had last year. The two games that they lost, that kept them out of the playoffs. They had a shot to put the game away both times, mm-hmm. and they didn't do it. They couldn't move the ball down the field. They couldn't score against East Hartford or South Windsor. And this is a quarterback in Jacob Drina who's done that. He did it against New Britain late twice mm-hmm. within the last oh, two yeah. minutes. Gutsy. Gutsy Real play. Gutsy. And, uh, and then uh, in the uh, East Hartford game, East Hartford went up 21-7. Drina threw one pass in the first quarter, and it was taken back to the house. Yeah. And he came back. And he only completed six passes in that game, but it was for like 280 yeah. and like four touchdowns. They have a bunch of really good receivers. Thompson's good. Yeah. Oh, I, Thompson is my boy because he, uh, <laughs> he gave probably points. the best quote I ever got when I was asking him about, well, you know, against East Haven last year, that kind of smoked you guys. Me, East Hartford. East Hartford. And he's like, yeah, I'm the only one back from that team. So, you know, and then he had three interceptions in the game. So, three interceptions. Uh, La Rosa, he, they can run the ball. Yeah. yeah. Um, they have – Four or five different receivers in Flynn, Lampson, Lampson Downs. Um, that said, Fairfield Prep, Doug Harrison. Doug Harrison, and then Fly Guy. Fly Guy, Finderand. Skittles. Finderand's caught another big touchdown on Thanksgiving. Uh, JP's 
coming into his own. J.P. Arapoli. Uh, as he, a quarterback. He was uh, named SEC, one of the SEC first-team quarterback. It was between him and Roberts for, oh, for, for Tier him. 1, so good for him. He's, yeah, only he's been really – yeah, he's been a little bit overlooked here because you have Duran and you have uh, Harrison. Harrison running things. Um, I really like – listen, Fairfield Prep's really playing on a roll now. You this, know, is, you, this is – the I best game. I have. Yeah, I think this round. is easy. One of the best. I think this is obviously one of the best games. This is going to be really close. Fairfield Prep has just not had any, had any luck in the uh, in the first round. The last few, couple of years that they've been here, they they lost last season. Um, I mean, granted, that was who they play. They played Fairfield Prep. Season? I mean, sorry, they played uh, Greenwich for right. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. They did. I'm no. looking. I have the right. bracket up right right in front of right. me. Right. South Windsor got they into lost, the set. They lost. They lost twenty seven to six. Yeah. Twenty seven six. It wasn't a great day for them. They did not have Harris in that game. No. Because he was or at all time. last year. Right. Right. Because he was well. He'd been out. He since had the year. ACL. Yeah. Um. I thought that I saw Prep against North Haven, and I thought Prep looked much stronger than I saw them when they played. Sheen I like year. Prep a lot. This game could uh, go either defense way. defense is really good, and it's very overlooked with the names like Harrison, Duran, yeah. JP. Uh, I don't know who to pick. I really don't know who to pick because I say all these great things about Fairfield Prep, then I say all these great things about Southington, and I'm just sitting there, and I'm looking, and I'm like, maybe you go with the home team because Fairfield Prep's got to go up to Southington, and Fontana usually gets pretty crowded. The students are yeah. pretty good. Um, uh, this hurts. I, I really don't know who to pick in this pick one. It, I think pick this it, is, Pete. Southington. All right, I'll go prep. Just because you picked Southington. <laughs> if you picked prep, I would have gone Southington. I think I Prep's think, winning this game, folks. I just think that Southington has so many weapons and so many different you stop one thing, they'll beat you with something else. And I I'm all aboard the train of Jacob Drena. Everybody uh, get in line. I'm driving that train. He is an unbelievable quarterback in this state. And I think that, you know, what Coach Drury is able to do with quarterbacks around the state. You know, maybe it kind of gets overlooked because, you know, Southington always has a quarterback who moves the ball. But the difference between him and Will Barmore last year was that when it was crunch time, Jake leads them down the field. He throws, you know, he when he led them against um, New Britain with like a minute and a half left, I'm like, oh, the game's over. And then all of a sudden, New Britain goes right down the field and scores again. I'm like, there's no way he can do this again. And he did. Yeah. I'm all in on him. Southington, let's go. All right, fly guy. All right, Doug, let's let's do this. <laughs> let's beat Pete. Beat Pete in the in Blue Knights. Uh, and the next one is number two, Greenwich, hosting number seven, New Britain. Really interesting game, too. Really interesting. New Britain can run the ball. Everybody knows that. Yeah. Give the ball Sean Robinson th- 30 times, he's going to have like 250 yards. Yeah. That's going to be really tough. That said, Greenwich's defense has allowed, what, like 42 points yeah, all year? Greenwich's defense is outstanding. Mosey BC is the best Mos- defensive player in the state. Easily. Might be one of the best. He might be the best player in the state. Mosey BC right now is a great shot to become player of the year. Yeah. I think Pete and I both agree on that. Yes. Eight sacks the other against. But this is not a team he's going to get eight sacks against. No, because they're not going to drop back eight but times. But they're also, they're also <laughs> going to load that box up and say, all right, let's see a kid. Yeah. You know, and this is going to be uh, Taji Yap. And uh, and uh, hopefully the, 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 the interesting thing to see here is what Kion Gunn is going to bring. Yes. Kion Gunn did not play much of the last half of the season. He got three carries two against games Berlin. ago. And then Berlin, he only got a hand. He only either. got a couple. And when the game was almost in hand. Yeah, he, they're he working in. him back. Right. He was dressed. He was ready to go. He did a snow angel after yeah. he won the game. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> um, he, but it, now that that's where you're going to have to. Th- this is it. They're gonna have to get those guys running, otherwise it's curtains. I yeah. don't see. I don't, I don't see. see I don't see them winning. I don't see them uh, passing the ball on Greenwich. Greenwich goes up against one of the best quarterbacks in the state. Uh, their defense does. 
uh, on a daily basis. Yeah. I think this Greenwich knows you know how to how to defend the pass when necessary, and they play all these pass teams. I'm taking Greenwich. Yeah, I don't listen. We've been voting Greenwich number, number one, one yeah. since. Uh, I think I've been voting the number one since the New Cannon game, maybe. Think so. I might have moved him up beforehand. I mean, I think I went Darian just for a week, and then I said, I'm not feeling it from Darian. They're loaded, like we said week one. Greenwich is loaded. Yeah, Greenwich is. They will beat you so many different ways. Uh, Um, yeah, just it's a to me, it's just a matter of how how many points. Yep. And then they uh, can. I I know Greenwich is going to want to put this one away real early. Take the if if Greenwich wins the toss, they're taking the ball. Take the ball. Yep. You don't want to even give the those kids a chance to even like get some competence. Nope. And then you, you uh, put uh, you put um, Gavin Muir in quarterback, go like like they did to Ludlow. I, mean, I know this isn't Ludlow, but they did the quick strikes yep. to moralize them early. That's usually Greenwich's mo. Yep, and they're going to pour it on. If New Britain wins, take the ball, take yeah. the ball, New Britain. Don't give it to Muir. Take the ball, run it, slow the game down. Last quarterfinal matchup. Um, really fat. No, they're six. all good. These are all number good. six. Darian travels to Blue and Gold Stadium to play number one Newtown. Number three Newtown. Number three Newtown. I mean, you know, everyone in their heart of hearts, everyone likes Newtown. Everyone's a big fan of. Unless you're from the FCAC. Yeah, the uh, FCAC birds were out. Oh, New, uh, Newtown didn't want to see Darian. I don't think anyone wants to see. Everybody Darianne. in the FCAC hates Newtown. I, I'm just gonna throw this out there. They do not like Newtown. Because they don't think Newtown is worthy of these high rankings and they don't belong, like, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, that said, uh, I mean, it, it's Darianne. You're gonna, you're getting a Rob Trafone team that is pissed off mm-hmm. coming off another loss to New Canaan. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to play Darianne next week if no. I was anyone. No. They're going to come out firing. They're going to be mad. They're going to have chip on their shoulder. Oh, you know, and then when they win, we're going to hear from the Genius Five again. Yeah. By the way, not so genius today, are you? Who's the genius? Who kept New Canaan in the top six all season? <laughs> this guy. This guy. They had two losses to Darian and St. Joe's who were inside You're not the, the only top one. three. Hey, I know I'm not You're the, not the, only, the one. only one. I'm not the only one. That said, I'm the only one that I know of. Therefore, <laughs> I'm going to brag about it. I don't understand... In these rankings. <laughs> this is why you guys are nuts with the poll. I don't understand how when New Canaan loses to St. Joe's and, awesome and Greenwich. They, just drop they out got of the smoked by Greenwich, though. You gotta, they got smoked by St. Joe's, too. But they're still two of the best teams in the state, and we're dropping them behind teams that have played no one. Right. No. So go me. I'm better than go everybody me. else. I had, I had well, I, you didn't 10. say anything. Well, I mean, I'm the one who's bragging. That's right. Go well, you me. Can brag, I'll brag. <laughs> The genius five ain't so genius right now. No, they're not. But now with Darian, everybody also, jumped on us for it. saying New Cannon was number. All right, we were wrong. Then I saw Greenwich. Then I saw Darian. Darian beat St. Joe. Okay. I saw Greenwich, and I'm like, no, this is it, folks. Greenwich is so good. All right, so I think we're both taking. Uh, I would love to take Newtown. I so really would. I, would. I, 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 because I, I, I hate the the uh, the grief that Newtown gets over the years. Yeah, can't win, can't win, can't win. You don't blah blah blah. Your schedule stinks. Listen, they played in the SEC SWC thing. Granted, they played, you know, they played NFA. Cheshire and NFA, not not the two greatest teams in that. But that's not their fault. Yeah, they and you know, you look at them, you're like, wow, they're kind of slow. 
But once they get there, yeah, once don't, they get moving, just man. good luck, Sandy. I think Newtown makes this a game. I, I think know. they make it a game. Darian's offense needs to step it up because they have not been great. But recently. I wouldn't want to play Rob Trafone. I would love to know Rob Trafone's record after a loss. Well, here's the thing. Because I'm pretty defense. sure the answer is zero. Darian's defense is still really good. Yeah. They only so. allow, I mean, they lots. They, yeah, they're really good. But they all can only do so much. So Newtown needs to get in there and need to score somehow, some way. You want to score on punt returns? You want to score on interception returns? You know, you got to play. I, I, I can't pick against a Rob Trifone team right now. No, neither I can I. That's tough, though. I think we're both, we're I'd li- both take I wouldn't hand. be shocked to see Newtown win that game, though. Um, I think I would be a little surprised. I, but I would be surprised to see Darian win it all again. Um, I, that is also. So who do you think? I agree with that. Who do you think wins it all? I think Greenwich wins it all. I think I said Greenwich before the year. I'm gonna. Start I, I think I, said, I think they're just. I think I said New Canaan before the year. Right, that's true. That I, I probably said, said New Canaan. I don't know that. That said, I think we are looking for a nice crash course of New Canaan Darien Part Two, the Marinelli Bowl Championship style. And I think Greenwich wins again. Because I just look at that other side of the bracket. If New Canaan can beat Shelton, I think they'll beat Southington or Prep. That stinks. Look at that Greenwich Darien semifinals. Yeah. But you know what? Well, that's the game we wanted to see. Yeah, we did want to see it. Stinks so, that we going to get it there. I think, I think we both agree Greenwich. So let's just go down Yeah, really Greenwich quickly. is going to – listen, I think they're just the most complete team. They're, they have yeah. probably the, the player of the year. I mean, look, you can argue about Raquan Tompkins and East Harvard. Unfortunately, they didn't make the playoffs. They lost two big games. Yeah. He, he's awesome. I think he's definitely deserved consideration. But you're looking at Mosey BC, and you have another guy in Gavin Muir, a quarterback, who's probably going to be your first-team quarterback unless something crazy happens right now. I mean, he's – been tremendous yeah. and when they like you look at the game in the rain they played against uh danbury a few weeks ago and, and it was driving rain and it was that was more miserable than any of the games this week by the way everybody that was a miserable miserable night and we played it was cold it was wasn't actually it wasn't unbearably cold but it was rainy and, and i John was miserable. still threw the ball and 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 <laughs> gavin muir through five touchdown passes. Yes. Well, John always throws the ball. Right. He does. Then they have you have uh, Camizio. Yeah. You have it, he's got a handful com- of different receivers to throw to. Greenwich. Bennett. So, and, oh, so I think that double I, L. Yeah. We both say Greenwich. L. We both say Hand. M. We both say St. Joe's. S. I say Ansonia. You say Bloomfield. That's uh, that's about the crux for that. I um, think we we played ten, eleven, whatever weeks, and I think that's I think we ended up exactly where we think we're going to end up. Yeah, so I know people are complaining about that, but what do you guys? Want? What are you going to do? What so do you guys want everything's a they want competition, oh, rah, rah, rah. but we're going to get it this uh, Tuesday. Um, stay tuned for more preview stuff. We're going to have we're going to have the capsules up yep. hopefully by we'll Sunday. Previews. Pick the winners. Um, pick the winners, and along with this podcast, Sean's got the, the schedule already up. We'll be back uh, next week, probably Wednesday, with a quarterfinals recap and a semifinals preview. But until then. Keep listening to this episode because it's the only one that's up there. Uh, Go out. Go to Games Tuesday. Stay warm. Layer up. And uh, if you're going to buy Under Armour Top Gear, make sure it's your size and not two sizes. uh, What do we we want? 70 degrees and and that's it. We want 70. Move to Florida, everybody. You don't want to play this next two weeks. You don't want to play. Move to Florida. I'm sick of it. All right, Pete. Take us out. (laughs) Go out Tuesday. Have some fun. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. And we will talk to you guys Wednesday.